like a movie, like a book. You know, certain people that's in the, like the first scene, second scene, and uh, you know what I'm saying, first Bad. chapter, third chapter, yeah, second chapter, they ain't meant to be. A part of your life You know what I'm saying The whole ride You know what I'm saying They meant the to be a part family. of the history right. But they ain't meant to be there The whole time right. A lot of people don't understand that But you You know what I'm saying You gotta understand that And know that It just They meant to be there For a certain amount of time Some people be You know what I mean a little, Got a little longer time But everybody ain't meant to be with you Attached to you For the rest of your life What's popping, y'all man I had to play that because It may be a young individual Watching this podcast And they like in love with a high school sweetheart and thinking that this is forever. Or it may be an older individual that's married and think that they're going to be with their partner forever. But someone has to go. Nothing lasts forever, man. Life is like a movie, like Takeoff said. Rest in peace to Takeoff, man. He was a, a very knowledgeable young individual. And... You may own a home. People buy homes and say, this one is my forever home. Nothing lasts forever, dog. That job you sick of, that's temporary. That You ain't going to be there forever. Real spill. Things are temporary, man. Life is like a movie. You just got to continue to play your role and continue to live on. But you got to keep a smile on your face while you're playing your role. Hey, we're getting to it, man. This the Selective Outrage episode. Hey, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. I hope y'all enjoying the consistency too because your boy been putting in work on this thing lately. But let's get on into the vibes, man. Chip. We got a lot to talk about this week Seemed like it was a slow week For trending topics And for the things that was going on in the media But I got some things I got to talk about man The Sean Kemp situation You see I titled the podcast After the Netflix episode Or the Netflix live That was the first time they did a live too With Chris Rock Selective Outrage We're gonna We're gonna get into that but if that's the only reason you're here, you got to go to the end of the podcast because I got some more important things I want to talk about. Uh, Lil Uzi performance at the Rolling Loud. That was spooky. That was real spooky. Jack Boy hit me up and texted me said, did you see Uzi at Rolling Loud? And I went and checked it out, and it was some crazy stuff, though, man. Uh, Sean Kemp, decisions in life. We got to make better decisions, man. And uh, Hit Boy. The producer hit boy, he he on fire right now. He just did a um, whole collaborative album with Music Soul Child, and it was fire to me. It was super fire. And and he and he in his bag all across the board, my opinion. Because he rapping. He doing uh trap beats. He doing hip hop boom bap beats. He doing R and B flavors. And collabing with the biggest in the game A lot of people don't know He made that uh, Niggas in Paris too For Jay and Kanye And he, he kind of disgruntled about that though But Hit Boy is doing his thing man And he he dropped the verse Sort of like the control verse 
that Kendrick released when he was going at all the rappers, but he going at producers, saying he the coldest. And that that hit my my radar hard because I know I'd be up on the hip hop stuff though, man. Real talk. We gotta talk about women and stuff, man. It's it's a lot of women that's like out of alignment with men, man. Like they don't love us no more. Like y'all don't love black men no more. We love y'all, ladies. It's Woman's History Month. You know what I mean? We celebrating y'all and appreciative of y'all for real though. And the last topic I think I'm gonna discuss this week is uh marriage. I want to talk about marriage. I'm a married man. It's going on two years. I've been married, and it's a beautiful thing though. But first off, I gotta I gotta talk about Sean Kemp. My opinion, because Sean Kemp to me, he was one of the most exciting players of all time. That the dunking and his elevation was crazy. He made it to a championship. But you know in the 90s You couldn't win a championship When Jordan was there It was impossible Him and the glove They was doing their thing man in, in Seattle And he's still there in Seattle He owns like Multiple marijuana Companies CBD stores Where you can get your gummies Your your things to heal your body Or whatever And, and this week It was reported By TMZ By the New York Post Washington Post all of these platforms, they be so quick to try to get out the information that they be putting out misinformation. And then they have to come back and correct themselves. That's why I like the fact that I only do a podcast once a week. Because it gives me time to marinate on the topics and understand what I'm saying before I jump up out of here and just say anything. Folks be so quick to get likes and views and subscriptions from other individuals. Man, right when something happened, they feel like they got something to say. Wait and understand what's what's going on and what's being said. Let the situation develop before you voice your opinion, man. Because your opinion can be bullshit when everything unfolds. So they put out all that information or whatever. And then out of the sudden, a video was released of what really happened. Got the gun in his right hand. He's yelling at that guy in the forerunner. Oh my god. Huh? Red vest. Red vest. Gun in right hand. <laughs> Them boys ready to tell, ain't they? Yeah, he's going to chase the guy in the forerunner. They better get that guy, too. No, he's fucking right there. He's getting away. Well, that guy's getting Oh, he's pulling in right there. 
just the gun. It's crazy how cameras are everywhere, man. How you can't do nothing no more. Everything is recorded. Every incident. If you walk into the store, it's being recorded. If you're in the parking lot, it's being recorded. Right when you go outside, you're being recorded. From my past lifestyle to now, the people... From my previous lifestyle may say that I'm lame by what I'm about to say. And a lot of like it's a lot going on, man. John Morant going crazy. They trying to take his deals away from him. He's suspended. He's out indefinitely. And Sean Kemp, right? I may sound lame to y'all, but I'm thinking logical in my life because I want to make smart decisions. I want to think before I move. And I thought about this before I had to say what I'm about to say. Sean Kemp is in his 50s, man. May almost be 60. But someone, he lost his phone. Someone took his phone. I don't know how he, how his phone was uh, misplaced. That's what I'm, that's the word I'm going to use right now. Misplaced. So, if you stealing phones off a phone misplaced, call man. Try to get in touch with the person and give it back. They shot at him first. First of all, all of this stuff has been solved. Sean Kemp don't have no charges or whatever. But at the end of the day, if you stealing an i, if you got access to somebody's iPhone, I would leave it there because they got the app on your phone. Find my phone. Only thing you got to do is put the number and find my phone or the email address and find my phone and it'll take you directly to where the phone is located. So so what benefit do you got getting somebody else's phone? But by him having access to that, you don't know who got your phone. I would have went to the police and said I got to find my phone. I know people might not have time for that or feel like they don't have time for that and they uh Go about getting it themselves I need my phone right now Man this man is Is well known he's a multi Millionaire or have made Multi millions of dollars I said when I first started talking about this I might be called lame but at the end of the day You gotta call the police dog You gotta take that information to the police A lot of people don't wanna go to the police A lot of black folks we perceive that the police Doesn't have our best interest at heart But man you gotta see first before you you just assume that they don't got your best interests at heart, you know what I'm saying. But I don't want to get into no situations to where I have to shoot, get shot at, or do something to hurt somebody else or them hurt me. Especially when I've had a NBA career over a phone, dog. Over a phone, he a basketball legend. I don't even know if he's a Hall of Famer or not, but. He should be if he's not because he was hella entertaining. 
And with that said, man, the only thing I got to say to my people and people that's watching the podcast, man, is that we got to make better decisions, dog. We got to make better decisions. Decisions that we make out here, our life depends on the decisions we make. And the outcome could be your life. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Trev, you talking too much about that. But shout out to Sean Kemp, man, for handling this business in a street way. That's what, that's what most niggas will say. He, he pulled that pistol out and he fired that thing. Man, I ain't moving like that no more. I got to move small, man. Real talk. But I'm going to get off of that topic and, and, and switch the topic into something more positive. Um, y'all know this is early in the podcast that I'm doing this. I usually don't do this that early in the podcast because, I don't know, it seems like a lot of the viewers ain't interested in books and audio books and, and, and reading and stuff, but... Me It's still in the basketball realm And I just The last episode If y'all watched it I talked about Stephen A's book I did a breakdown on it Because I listened to the audio version And For some reason I'm interested in memoirs right now And it's one coach The first black coach That I ever Noticed Or took notice to He coached Patrick Ewan He coached Allen Iverson He used to play for the Celtics he was on the bench for Bill Russell, though. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm losing my voice. Hold on. Let me hit the, the cabinet. And if you're listening to the audio version, come on over to YouTube, man. Check out the visuals. You get a better experience over here. But uh, John Thompson, Georgetown coach. I'm I'm so interested in Georgetown after I, I left D.C. on my, my birthday vacation that I done read the man book. And he he talked about a lot of things that's profound to me, like how his father couldn't read, how he was smart, though. He said his father was the smartest man he knew, but he couldn't read. He was talking about uh, Red Arbach, Boston coach, is originally from D.C., where he's from John Thompson coached at Georgetown in D.C. But he's originally from D.C. Red Arbach, Boston legendary coach That coached Bill Russell Is originally from D.C. He said he rolled with him He knew him personally He got game from him As a child Like as a teenager And then he ended up playing for him But he said something in this book man And and I'm going to play the audio But this is a real good book I suggest all my people Who like basketball who want to be more informed on basketball go purchase this man this is a this is it someone was in charge and it wasn't us after a few days in her classroom mrs jackson told me you're not stupid you just can't read at that moment she changed my life she was able to see potential and ability in me that those nuns could not she cared enough about me as a person not to make assumptions based on what things looked like from the outside. Mrs. Jackson called my mother into school and told her I needed a reading specialist. We went all over the city looking for one. I saw some troubled children at these places, kids with behavioral problems, maybe some mental health issues. I saw kids reading books upside down. I didn't know what all that meant at my young age, but I knew something wasn't right and I knew I was being lumped in with them. Once I was taken into a room where a white man sat behind a desk. He said, 
Name everything you could think of. I'm thinking it had to be a trick because there was no end to what I could think of. It would take all day just to go through what I played with in the woods behind the projects. I named some things I saw in the room, then named some other things, but after a while it felt silly and awkward. No matter what you say, you're leaving a whole lot out. I think it was the same sort of test they employed to keep black people from voting, asking how many jelly beans in a jar or how many bubbles in a bar of soap. No matter what, you can't really answer the question. The man behind the desk gave my mother an official diagnosis that I had a learning disability. After a few experiences like that, I started to wonder, in my unformed mind, if there really was something wrong with me. But my mother remained supportive and reassuring, and the fact she and Mrs. Jackson had confidence in me is what got me through. I knew they didn't think I was stupid. Man, that man is very, very, like, authentic. Like, he spoke that he was, like, supportive of his basketball players, and he wanted to make sure that they got an education before they went to the NBA because what you're going to do if you don't make it to the NBA? What you're going to do if you don't make it to the NBA? He said he... He thought highly of Allen Iverson and Patrick Ewing, but he made sure that all of his players was educated and got the education that they need because that was first in life. He was more supportive and more um, in tune with their life than on the game. He said, if you focus on your life, your game will come out on the court. And that man got a college degree from, where did he go to? Providence. Providence, I think it's Delaware. Providence, he went to the NBA, uh, uh, Boston Celtics, and played under Red Arbach, the person who mentored him. And then he became a coach at Georgetown, a thriving university, a thriving place. That's one of the most expensive places to live in the United States, Georgetown. And he passed away a couple of years ago, and I just – you know what I mean? Him being the first black coach that I was aware of, I wanted to read his book and become more knowledgeable of him as a person. And that was dope, man. It's still March Madness. It's still basketball season. And I just wanted to talk about a couple of basketball topics that was very interesting to me. And that John Thompson book, go get it. For real. If you're a fan of basketball, I know a lot of my partners that watch this podcast, my boy Scoop, Big O, you know what I mean? We basketball boys, man. We can't help ourselves but love some basketball. But I'm getting into my song of the week, man, and we're going to further on with the discussion, man, before we get to the selective outrage. Are you mine? 
is it right? Is it shade? Is it light? Tell me if it's real, cause if it ain't, then why? What we doing? Hey, tell me what I'm missing. I try to talk, but you don't wanna listen. It gets awkward, that's why I keep my distance. So let's address all of this before we get too far for us to reconcile. You running game, girl, you arguing for exercise. Hey, what you own? This confusion won't be televised. Who you performing for? All you do is fantasize. While you try to convince me everything is alright, but is it love? Oh, you, you know, am I yours? Are you mine? Who you doing this for? That record fire Man I, I was wondering What happened to Music Soul Child I don't know The last time he dropped the album It had to be Almost a decade ago But it's good Sometimes to take time away Man I'm currently working on the album And it's gonna be Available real soon Man Right when that Weather warm up And it get hot Y'all gonna have the project Man But I think That this project I'm gonna take some time away And come back Better than ever and that's something that I think that Music Soul Child did because that's a phenomenal project. And Hit Boy is on fire right now. He's rapping off Alchemist Beats. He's producing R&B records. He produced four of Nas projects, man. Phenomenal records. And he's popping his collar right now because he's dope, man. He's doing his thing. And I support uh, Hit Boy. And I like what Hit Boy doing. But Hit Boy got on the ground the other day live, right? He got folks in their feelings, real talk. But on this one, I want to see him stretched out, extra leg room. I don't really know, dude. He seemed like a cool cat. But I never once heard Metro Boom and do Boom back. I never heard a Southside beat without an 808 in it. HB in drunk driver mode. I swerve in every lane with it. I fuck with Mustard. He could make that ratchet shit with his eyes closed. But now I'm starting to wonder, kid. That nigga chop soul. I just seen Young Bird spoke on the wave. I should do him like Trick Trick and snatch it out his neck. He said, I should do Young Bird like Trick Trick and snatch Hit out his name. Hitmaker. Hitmaker got more hits than Hit Boy right now. And hits on the radio and hits on Billboard charts and everything, though. But substance-wise and and things that's going to last, I don't think that uh, Hitmaker touching Hit Boy. Them boys out in Cali producing some fire tracks right now. The, the the shot that he threw on those verses to Metro Boomin and 808 and Southside, they were slight. They was friendly jabs. But when he said I should do him uh, Young Berg like Trick Trick and snatch hit out his name because we all know in the past Trick Trick took Young Berg chain when he came to Detroit. So that was a physical shot. And they've been throwing punches back and forth at each other on Instagram. Hit boy done put up a picture as if he was Muhammad Ali knocking him out. And then uh, Hitmaker came back with some sort of picture on Instagram like he's doing Hit Boy Dirty or whatever. But these guys are both phenomenal talents and phenomenal artists. And I like, I like competition in music, but I'm really not a competitive guy because competitiveness 
breed separation. And if they came together, <laughs> if they came together to do music together, then they would go much further in their music. But uh, I like that, man. I like the place that hip hop is in right now. And I like the outrage that is going on in the hip hop right now. And Rolling Loud, I didn't even know Rolling Loud was existing right now. I ain't even know nothing about Rolling Loud. I know they're usually in Miami, New York, but I don't know where this Rolling Loud was located at when Lil Uzi Vert went crazy and did his thing. He called his performance hell. He was on an all red fire showing and stuff, doing his demonic chants. But at the end of the day, we know in the Bible, who the devil supposed to have been if that's true he's supposed to have been the conductor of music in in heaven before he fell to hell or whatever and uh Lil Uzi Vert is embracing whatever he's embracing because we know everybody always get on podcasts and stuff and talk about the Illuminati the Freemasons what you gotta do to be in the music industry you got to sell your soul. You got to let a man sexually harass you or some dumb shit that they got going on and talking about. But Lil Uzi Vert mentioned one time that all his fans are going to hell with him while he was performing. If you a fan of mine and he got a hit record out right now that that one record. It's not my music or the type of music that I like, but I'm an objective person. So I could be a CEO or as exec because when I hear a hit, it's a hit. I don't care what they saying on it or what they doing. It's a feeling. And I heard that record that he got. I just want to rock and it's a hit. But he's in a dark place, man. And it is what it is. But a pastor spoke on the things that he said. A African pastor. I don't know what his religion is. He's Baptist, Muslim, Christian, or whatever his church is. But he said some things that was interesting. Uzi, the greatest, one of the greatest um, uh, artists now. It's called Uzi. What did he say? <laughs> he said, I already know all of you. You're going to hell with me. On stage, hundreds and thousands are celebrating with him. <laughs> he said, the rapture has already happened and I'm going to hell with you. And guess what? You'll be tuning in to Uzi. For what? You are going to hell in a basket. He was passionate about what he said, though. But can you go to hell for listening to music? Like he, he was doing a lot of assuming too, man. People be wrong in a lot of aspects. Like the pastor be saying some outrageous stuff too, though, because what is his proof that you're going to hell for listening to music? I want to know, but the things that little Uzi Vert is doing it is embracing that he's embracing whatever he's em- embracing. So you have a decision to make when you listen to that type of music because you can't play both sides. 
It's either this side or that side. Either you on this side or that side or you don't play no sides. Me personally, people play the demonic role. People play the godly role. But me, I play the truth role. I take what's valuable out of anything in life and apply it to my life. And the things that's being said that doesn't have any value, I remove it. Real talk. Before we get into this Chris Rock thing, though, I got one more topic. And I'm going to get into the Chris Rock and talk about the selective outrage. Because that's that's what the show is really about. We're going to get into that for 5, 10, 15 minutes. Then we're going to roll out. But before we get into that, though, I seen something on TikTok. But I got this topic from Star, the Star Report. That's my boy, man. I, I, I rock with Troy Terrain. He be having some, some dope stuff. Discussions on his show And some, some crazy shit going on Some some fools be calling in to the show But This topic came from TikTok And It was talking about being submissive To a man The word submissive is what hit me Should a man be submissive to his woman Or is that a weakness Submissive in areas now, I ain't saying in all areas but submissive That's intriguing man Because We want our woman to do what we want her to do When we want her to do it But are we gonna do what She want us to do When we want her to do When she want us to do it hmm. Let go Every day I get online, men are always complaining about black women, at least black men. Black women this, black women that. Our name just always in your mouth. Black women are submissive towards black men, how white women are submissive to white men. Well, because the white man is the slave master. The rest of the people are the slaves. Why would I submit to a slave? I don't submit to no slave. I submit to my slave master, which is the white man. But I would never submit to no slave, which is the black man. You supposed to submit just like me. Why would I be submissive towards you when you got somebody you need to be submissive towards? I had to hit the bombs on it. You need to be submissive. Everybody is a slave to something. Everybody, even the white man. That's the past, what she talking about. But she sounds sick. Why should I be submissive towards you? You shouldn't be submissive towards anyone unless it's the right thing to do. Like women sometimes in some areas have it twisted. Like it's about building and being a team. But they don't want to hear that word team. They want you to go get all the money and then just spend it on them. When I was listening to that Chris Rock special, he said I made millions of dollars, but I spent majority of it on vagina, trying to get some vagina. That ain't what we should have to do, man. Like we're a team. I want to see you win just as as much as I'm winning, but you got to put in effort like I'm putting the effort. That slavery quote and comment that she talking about was disrespectful to all black men, even the person who created her, her father. <clears throat> Why should I be submissive towards a black man? So she want a white man? She want a slave master? That Them days over with. 
even though we're we're all slaves to something, your master could be a joint. Your master could be a job that keeps you going there. Your master could be anything, man. It it doesn't have to be a person. She is a slave to something that she doesn't know that she's a slave to. And I'm not just saying this as if I'm not a slave to something. Because there's things that I like that has me captive right now. At the end of the day, man, she got to, like, change her mindset, man. Get healthy mentally. Because that's not a a mentally healthy Perspective To me And When you look in the mirror At a black man You're looking in the mirror at yourself As a black woman And then you down in The person that is just like you That's crazy to me man Women get in the comment section and help me out though For real though help me out And I'm 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 gonna touch on Something else that females Was talking about I don't want to get married. I don't want to get married because I feel like men are not faithful. And if I can't marry, that means I'm giving my life away to you. So that means like I want to be with you for the rest of my life. And if I take everything personal, that's one. So if I'm with you and you step out on me and you, you know, like I'm never going to forgive you. I might freak. Like I might no. Forgive but don't forget okay. Confusion I'm not going to forgive you I would never forget Forget And I just feel like If my husband cheat on me I'm going to kill him Like I'm going to bury you For real Because like Now you embarrass me I'm hurt I'm never going to get up And like Now I can never look at you the same So The Trevor Jackson Podcast I'm going to kill you I'm going to get off these females and stuff because I love women. It's Women's History Month. I haven't celebrated y'all like I need to. I got a few questions, though, but I ain't going to get on them on this episode. But I'm going to kill you like you ain't healthy enough to even be married, man. You're not mentally healthy enough. You might be beautiful to some men. Diddy might have hurt you or Love or Puffy or whatever his name is. He might have hurt you, but. You're not healthy enough to be married if you view men and having an expectation that you're going to get cheated on off top. Because we ain't looking to cheat, man. Men love women. Real talk, man. We love y'all to death. But young Miami, you ain't you ain't at a point where you you don't want to get married in, in that conversation. That's a conversation. That's an hour-long conversation. I could have a conversation with somebody about that for a while because... I understand that perspective, but I don't understand the perspective of all men cheat, all men ain't shit. That's just what you, you, you looking for the wrong thing. I wouldn't be shit if I had to be a trick. If you expecting a trick from a man, then why do you expect him to be loyal? Cause you expect him to trick forever, man. You ain't nothing. I'll pay for this and get you on out the way because I got to move on, man. Cause you 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 don't have no expectation to be a teammate. You ain't my Pippin and I'm Jordan. You ain't my magic to my Kareem. You a bench player trying to get what you can get out of me and keep me around. 
to 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 for me to be a sellout. But that conversation of I don't want to get married is a conversation. The reason I say that is because when you get married, the state is involved. The state is involved. So it's you, your wife, or you and your husband and the state. It's not just you and your wife. It's it's more to it than that. And and that can cause a lot of confusion when you have to di- disperse things during the transaction of the divorce. And and when people know that before they get married, that'll hinder somebody from getting married because people think that things are forever. When nothing is forever, like I stated at the beginning of the podcast, when Takeoff was talking in his motivational speech. Hey, man, it's real out here, man. I'm going to play my other song of the week, man, and we're going to get into that Chris Rock topic of discussion. And I'm going to get on up out of here, man. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. If God is good all the time, then why do I not have money all the time? Why am I not paid with a beautiful Nubian queen all the time? Why am I not in the motherfucking designer Gucci, Louis Prada all the motherfucking time? Been in a panic since I lost my daddy Searching for some understanding Life is what you make it, shit I take for granted Harvesting all these blessings from the seeds I planted I'm just living life, taking time Hit the back roads doing 35 Told her that I never felt so alive Feel like an OG, but I'm in my prime, woo Show me my opponent, ain't no pressure, woo Tell me who the fuck is on my level, woo Took some time to realize what was special, woo Show you how to do it with no effort, woo I burn bridges, I confess Gotta get it off my chest Hard liquor for the stress Still fucking with my head I, I should probably say less Think that'll be best I burn bridges, I confess Gotta get it off my chest Hard liquor for the stress Still fucking with my head I, I should probably say less Think that'll be best Think that'll be best uh. Yeah, stuck in between, crazy and genius in between Lazy and being amazed that I'm breathing Cause he is either overly worked or he overly thinking Before I knew how to swim, I was thrown in the deep end So it's no surprise that I could just look in your eyes And tell I'm not one that you can compete with Boy, I'm cut from a cloth that's thicker than carpet Could probably find your type of cloth in anyone's closet Jackson Podcast Dreamville doing it big, man. They having a uh, a festival here in North Carolina here soon, and I want to go to that thing, man. I probably will go to that. I had a conversation with Moray recently. If y'all know who Moray is, he's an artist. I think from Fayetteville or one of these small cities in North Carolina that's pretty dope. He makes dope music, and we're supposed to be linking up and doing a podcast at the Dreamville Festival. And I have another podcast that I'm supposed to be doing with a man who owns a plethora of trucks. Hemp Hill Transit. That's my guy, man. He he, my barber. He used to be my barber, man. I, I live so far away from him now that I ain't got cut up. I look crazy right now. But I'm on the pod with y'all talking to talk. So I'm going to end it off with Selective Outrage. And 
Chris Rock defined what selective outrage was because when I seen that title, I was like, this is interesting. I have no problem with the wokeness. I have no problem with it at all. I'm all for social justice. I'm all for, for marginalized people getting their rights. The thing I have a problem with is the selective outrage. Everybody, you know what I'm talking about. One person does something, they get canceled. Somebody else does the exact same thing, nothing. You know what I'm talking about. You know, like the kind of people that play Michael Jackson songs, but won't play R. Kelly. <laughs> same crime. <laughs> One of them just got better songs. That's right. Oh, I play starting something. It's a party. I play bump and grind. Now you an activist. I watched that whole Netflix show. And I enjoyed it. I'm not going to be a hater. I, I enjoyed it. It was a dope show. It's not something I would go back and watch again. He's a... Top five comedian of this generation, of this decade or whatever. But my favorites are like Bernie Mac, Cat Williams. Those are my favorites that make me laugh. The the Kevin Hawes, the Chris Rocks, these new commercial comedians really ain't, you know what I mean, my style. I like, um, what's my boy name? They be going against the grain a lot. Um. I don't forgot his name, but he's dope. I don't forgot his name. He got counsel for not taking fifty million dollars, but he's dope. And uh, this special was decent. He spoke on a lot of things. I covered the the Oscars last year when he got smacked by Will Smith. The Oscars is tonight. I should be watching it, but. I'm here recording this podcast for y'all. Chris Rock is mediocre, man. New York support each other a lot. A lot. He the, the show was decent, but he's a mediocre comedian all the way around. And the things that he stated in this special can get him slapped again. He talked about Snoop Dogg. He talked about Beyonce and Jay-Z. And... At the end of the day, I wish I would have pulled up the, the commentary that Slim Thug said because he called Jada a bitch. You can't do that, man. You can't call nobody wife a bitch, dog. Somebody that uh, another man view as their equal, as if they are them, you're trying to get hurt. For real. But I, I, I created a medley for y'all of some of the Things that was said in the Netflix special. I hope I don't get flagged for this. But if I do get flagged, guess what? I'll take it off YouTube and y'all can come look at the audio. Listen to the audio version. But this is a medley of some of the things he said in the Netflix special. Everybody knows. Everybody fucking knows. Yes. It happened. I got smacked like a year ago. And a lot of people go, Chris, how come you didn't do nothing back? How come you didn't do nothing back that night? Because I got parents. That's why. Because I was raised. It's like, hey, I was sucking somebody else's dick. How did that make you feel? 
Why the f would you do that? She hurt him way more than he hurt me. Okay? Okay? Everybody. Everybody. And who's he hit? Me. A he know he could beat. That is some bitch ass shit. I got parents. And you know what my parents taught me? Don't fight in front of white people. I ain't like that. I ain't like that. Don't fight in front of white people statement. White people are kill in front of us. But you you have the you ain't gonna fight in front of them. Come on, man. Some of that shit was coonery. For real, to be honest with you, he just revived Will Smith. Actually, I ain't even gonna say much about this, man. Selective outrage, though, man. What are, what are y'all outraged about that y'all selective about? Forget Chris Rock and Will Smith. I just want to tell my people and the people that watch this podcast. Don't be outraged about something because it's a person you love that you wouldn't be outraged about by somebody you don't love. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. Peace, love, plenty of abundance. Make sure you go get you some money, and I'm out. Chill. Jackson Podcast.